Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. This episode is part three of a three-part series called Trial Retirement. What is it? How to do it? Or should I say, what is it? Why you should do it? And how to do it correctly? If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I highly recommend it. It gives you a lot of foundation, a lot of information, a lot of stuff I've thrown out of what not to do. These are mistakes you don't want to make. So for those that are new, just a quick recap. Uh, the first episode, I talked about length of time. Why a trial retirement should be no less than 12 months. Why 12 months is key. Because anything less than 12 months, you're still in a honeymoon stage in that destination. Whether that's in Latin America, Southeast Asia, Southern Europe. And I know this through personal experience. And then in part two, I talk about real estate. I talk about how to pick your real estate here in Thailand and where are the two best locations that I recommend to rent and why you should have two properties, one in the beach and one in the city because it's gonna give you a flavor of what it's truly like to live here. So today, I'm gonna to talk about what I call a 2-1 schedule. A 2-1 schedule is something that, it's not new, I just titled it 2-1 schedule, but it is a expat strategy that many, many use. So a 2-1 schedule is basically spending in the beginning two months in your home country. So let's say you live in California, two months in California, one month in Thailand. And then, so every quarter it's two months in your country, one month in Thailand. Then eventually that is going to flip as you get, start freeing up time. Because what's happening is during the first three to six, even a year, there's transitions that you have to make. I can tell you that it does take some time unless you truly have no obligations. We can just, I'm moving, I'm out of here. But that's rare. Like even someone like myself, I had to stick to these two one schedules, spending more time in the States is because I had real estate to sell. I had real estate rentals, you know, just other obligations that I slowly had to get rid of. Then eventually you flip it where it's one month, let's say in California, and then two months in Thailand. Then eventually full time here when you're really only going back to the States, maybe once or twice a year for vacation or to see family. That's it. So why is a two one schedule important and how does, and why do people do it? Most people do it are in the, are in the position, in two positions. The first one and the most, the largest demographic use a 2-1 schedule is because they don't have the financial means to buy a golden visa. So like the Thai elite visa, a 20-year multi-entry visa is right around $30,000. They don't have $30,000 to drop on a visa like that. Nor do they have the deposit requirements or the monthly income requirements, it's an or, to get a retirement visa. So if you're 50 and above, you can get a retirement visa. It's either qualifying with income 
or just simply a bank deposit. The bank deposit starts at $30,000 all the way up to $100,000. Some people don't have that. And then some people don't even have the income requirements, which is right around $3,000 US. They don't have that. So there are individuals out there that just don't have the means to do that. So how do they make a life here in Thailand? They use a 2-1 schedule. They basically stay in whatever home country they originally came from. So let's just say it's Sydney. And then they spend one month there and then two months here. And why two months? Because if you're not aware, visa on arrival for most Westerners, first of all, it's free. You get 30 days. And then prior to expiring, you can go to the local immigration based on where you're staying, where you live, and extend it for another 30 days for $60, giving you two months. So there are many expats that actually live only part-time here because they're retiring early or their job enables them to work abroad, remote working. So they're able to go back and forth, but they choose to spend Thailand the majority of their time. So that's what I recommend to you is the two one schedule during this trial retirement. The first thing you're going to do. So again, they just say it's 12 months, your 12 month lease. You have a property in Bangkok, you have a property in Jom Tien, Jom Tien Beach. So now you have these two properties and you live in Sydney. So now you basically are staying in Sydney for two months and then coming here to Thailand a month. If you can immediately switch vice versa, Flip it over where you can only where you can spend one month in Sydney and two months here, then do it. But majority of you are realizing, are going to realize that there's a lot more obligations that you have to set in place. Even simple things, like if you still have properties, uh, putting on auto pay. Um, landscapers, who's gonna take care of properties when they're gone? Who's gonna check your mail? Maybe you need to get a P.O. box where all your mail is being forwarded there. So there's a lot of little housekeeping stuff. It just takes time to work things out. And also, it's just getting acquainted. So this 2-1 schedule is something that I recommend. So two months of your country, one month here. And then eventually, whether you do it immediately or do it within six months, is switch it to where you're only spending one month in your country and then two months here in Thailand. By doing so, it still gives you the full feeling of what it's like to live here. Because I did that myself. I wanted to get here faster, but I just had too many obligations in the States. And I had too many obligations in Latin America which enabled me to spend more time here. But now I've got rid of all those obligations. Now I'm able to be here full time since prior to the pandemic. And thank God that I'm able to do that. 
And then, so those are typically the people that would do the 2-1 schedule that don't have the financial means, like I said, as for a golden visa, retirement visa. Then there are the ultra-rich, or just the rich, that even though they can afford a retirement visa, or they can afford uh, to buy a golden visa, they just choose not to. Why? Because they have multiple homes all over the world. You know, a individual uh, that owns maybe a $3 million beachfront estate uh, in Hua Hin, uh, they may also have a $5 million estate in, uh, let's say, in, or $5 million condo in Singapore. Or they may also have another home in the Philippines. Or they may have multiple homes in Europe. So these are people just kind of hop around all the time, where they're spending no more than really two months here in Thailand, but it's really going to be a month here in Thailand or a month and a half, maybe two months. Then they go to another. Then they go to their other home. I see that a lot among wealthier individuals. The most popular that I see, the people that the rich Asians that live in this area. Let's just say the mainland Chinese, uh, the ones that have been my clients, that are English speaking mainland Chinese. They're actually, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Western educated. They tend to buy a place here in Thailand, and many of them, if they're really rich, will have a home in Australia, have a home in Auckland, or somewhere in New Zealand, and also maybe have a place in Taipei. Mainland Chinese love Taipei. They're actually they're gravit. They're, they're they're trying to bum rush and get into that country where Tai where Taiwan's saying you know we have enough. It's too many too many mainland Chinese want to want to immigrate here. Taipei is an amazing amazing. Taiwan's an amazing country, folks. So beautiful. So they'll just hop around from condo to condo, house to house. So just to recap. The final thing in this journey is the two-one schedule. It's planning the stays and planning your time here. So, spending two months in your country and then spending one month here because you have obligations. Maybe you're still working. Maybe you can't take more than one month off. You're maybe you're a business owner, and you can't take you can't take more than thirty days off. So until you work things out, hiring your replacement. Uh, Training your number two to take over the helms. It just takes time. And then eventually switching, where you're spending only one month there and then two months here. That by far is the best schedule. And then when you decide you want to be here full time, like I said, as there are a number of different visas that you can qualify for, depending on your age and what you do. The easiest one, if you can afford it. Which I recommend, which all my clients that live here pretty much at least half of the time here to full time, they all offer the for the golden visa, the Thai lead visa, the 20 year. Easy peasy, done. Multi entry, VIP benefits, lounge benefits. I mean, it just go to Thai Elite and uh, online, and you'll see just all the benefits. And then some others uh, just don't want to dump and waste 30 grand. They're like, you know what? I'd rather put it in the bank. I'd rather put 100 grand in the bank and get a 15-year visa or a 10-year visa. 
but there are other ones too. So for those that don't that aren't 50, they're younger, but don't have $30,000 a drop. They come here, they can get an education visa. An education visa can be enrolling in a Thai language school. It can also be enrolled in a Muay Thai school. Can you believe that? Yes, there are Muay Thai schools and there are many of them advertised that they will help you get your education visa by being a Muay Thai student. Then there's that new visa, which is still kind of very, it just needs more clarification, which is a digital nomad uh, visa. But the digital nomad, I mean, there's just a whole bunch of weird requirements that you have to be in your line of field for like, I don't know, five or 10 years. Uh, you have to prove that you've been working in this field through income in the last two or three years. It's, it's just a lot of steps. And it's just like, I, I don't think it's gonna be very popular until they revamp it and make it a lot easier. But the good news is, is Thailand's trying. Thailand's trying. Thailand is really making an effort to make this place easily and more accessible to foreigners around the world, especially rich ones. A new visa um, that they are going to hopefully approve, they approved it and then they took it off, took it off the, the plate, but they're going to approve it again which is basically an investor's visa. So what that means is if you invest and buy, let's say a piece of real estate, that's 35 million baht, so roughly about a million dollars, you qualify for a 10 year visa, investor's visa, which is awesome. So a lot of my clients are waiting for that too, uh, you know, to, because they're gonna buy another multiple property. Not that they're waiting to buy a property, they already own one here, but they can use their property to qualify depending on how it's written. If they're saying new purchases, my clients are simply to sell their home and purchase a new home for a million bucks. So we're really excited for that visa to come down the pipeline, hopefully within the next year. And then the last thing I wanna talk about is, so in this three-part series, I talked about the pros and cons and the strategies on how to have a trial retirement here in Thailand and how to maximize your enjoyment. The one thing that is always very difficult is finding that piece of real estate because you don't know. And there are just so, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, I keep saying this, but it's true. I mean, real estate has truly some of the biggest sharks. I don't care what country you're from. Real estate, this industry, this community has some of the biggest fucking idiots and the biggest scammers out there. People that talk a big game, people that over commit but under deliver. Because, and especially when it comes down to foreigners, they just assume you know nothing and they're to try to sell you the worst or what they have and try to deter you from going elsewhere. You know, you talk to an agent in Pattaya and, and you tell them, you're like, I want a place in Jom Tien, but they don't have any listings in Jom Tien, only Pattaya. So they're to tell you, no, you don't want to be there. Jom Tien, it's just for families, it's boring. No, no. You do want to be in Jom Tien as opposed to Pattaya. So I have a friend of mine 
that has two condos that they are packaging together. Because when I was releasing these episodes, he called me. Well, actually, first he emailed me. Uh, we haven't talked in a while. He's a really good friend of mine. And, uh, and, and I found these properties uh, for him just out of favor. And, uh, and he's, he's like, hey, Will, uh, we have two of our properties that the leases are expiring. And we think that we would be open to grouping it together uh, to, you know, just please, if you're willing to do it, you know, let your listeners know that this kind of fits right in line with uh, this retirement, retirement trial or trial retirement. So if you become a client of mine or you're a friend of mine, whatever I'm preaching, whatever I'm talking about, that's what I'm focused on. So whether you are a client that has millions of dollars to a friend of mine that only has a half million dollars, I'm still going to tell you the same exact thing. In Bangkok, the best bang for the buck, Prakanam at Ekamai. Closest beach, the best place to be, Jom Tian Beach. If you can afford something a little bit more upscale, then Hua Hian Cha'am. It's always going to be the same. I don't pitch anywhere else. So all from my friends that I've helped to my clients, to ourselves, who are always acquiring properties, we always only buy in these areas. So when we talked, he's like, I have two properties. Uh, and, and I remember, he's like, we have that two bedroom condo in Prakanon, which is less than a five minute walk. So like I said, everything that I talk about, that's what I find. And everything is out of experience. I'm not just pulling shit out of my ass. So he has, they have a two bedroom condo that's fully furnished. Great views of the city within walking distance of everything. And these outdoor markets, it's outdoor dining. Uh, you know, it just, like I said, uh, Prakanon is kind of like a, kind of like a Soho. It's considered the Soho of Bangkok. And they're less than a five minute walk to the BTS. So like I said, in my last episode, you know, one of the key things about living in Prakanon is being close to the Ekamai bus station. So you walk to the Prakanon BTS, hop on the BTS, take a two to three minute ride to Ekamai, get off there, walk down the stairs, and the bus terminal is right there to take them or take you to your condo in in Jom Tien or Pattaya, then Pattaya, you just take a taxi to Jom Tien. So they have a condo also in Jom Tien, which is a large studio, fully furnished. So both units are fully furnished. The normal retail value that they rented for is $1,200 a month. So it's roughly about $300 uh, for the beach condo and $1,000 a month for the condo in Bangkok. But what they're willing to do, if you are willing to sign a one-year lease and do this trial retirement thing, they're willing to reduce it to $950 a month for both of them, including utilities. So what this means, folks, is for less than $1,000 a month, for less than $12,000 a year, you don't have to worry about utilities other than the only thing you have to pay for is internet and cable. 
but really just internet. You're not going to watch much cable TV. You're going to be streaming stuff. If you haven't listened to my episode about VPNs, you're going to be smart enough because you listen to my episode to get Surfshark, download the app, or better yet, get it um, by a, a router that's customizable, upload Surfshark to it to have your own home VPN, which gives you access to your Hulu and Paramount Plus and all the streaming shit you know, back home in the States or wherever you're from. So really all you need is internet. And how much does the internet cost? It's as low as 10 bucks a month. How do I know this? That's how much we pay. We pay 10 bucks a month for high-speed internet, and that includes cable TV channels with a few English-speaking channels and my cell phone. That's just fucking insane, isn't it? Insane, folks. For 10 bucks a month, you can get jack shit in America. So it's extremely low. All you have to do is go to True Mobile, get your internet hooked up at the beach, get it hooked up in Bangkok, you're good to go. So what that means is all you really need to bring is just your clothes and they said like bed linens. But you can always buy them here too. You know, we have our big department stores like Big C and, and Tesco or Home Pro. But if you want to go to Costco or Target and just, um, you know, pick up, you know, two uh, queen, you know, queen uh, size uh, mattress set or bed, bed, bed setting, then you're good to go. And then just bring your clothes. And that's it. You don't need anything else. Because they're fully furnished. Your water is paid for. Your electricity is paid for. There's no gas. You have to worry about that. And then you can use the rest of your money that you're saving at 250 bucks on doing other stuff. 200 bucks, 250 bucks may not seem a lot, but folks, 250 bucks is kind of like the average monthly salary for a Thai person that works in one of the mall stores. Yeah, I'm not talking about some street vendor, you know, like in a mall, in a department store. Like 250, 300 bucks. And they live on that. And they still live good. They're still able to eat. They're five or six times a day. Thais eat, oh, they graze. The average Thai eats about five to six times a day. But I think that's with most Asians. <laughs> You're not going to be cooking much. You're going to be eating out most of the time. If anything, if you're going to eat at home, you're going to be reheating stuff in a microwave. You're going to be cooking pad thai, cooking up green curry and masman curry or whatever at home. No, because it's easier to walk right down the street, go to that little mom and pop shop that's well known for green uh, chicken uh, green curry that costs $1.50. Or walk to this other shop that has the best seafood pad thai for two bucks. Or walk to this other shop that does Singaporean style Haney's boiled chicken and rice for a buck seventy-five. You're never going to cook. Folks, before I met my wife, so we're going on five years now. Amazing five years. And still going great. Still love that woman. She's just amazing. So we have our anniversary coming up, and uh, so we're planning for it. But, uh, man, I can't believe five years. Just freaking flew by. It's just flew by. We were actually looking at pictures of our very first date. And uh, 
So it's part of our routine is uh, we always go back to where we went to our first date, which is kind of romantic. So for the first kind of five years that I lived here on my own, I can't even think of a time I cooked. If I cooked, there's two things that I cooked that I made. I boiled hard boiled eggs for cheap protein because I ran out of protein powder and I didn't want to pay the stupid prices in Bangkok. So hard boiled eggs. And the second thing was just reheating stuff in microwave. <laughs> I never ever cooked a meal because I never had to. So there's all kinds of fun shit you can do with that $250 savings, travel, you know, eat, join a gym. So that pretty much concludes this three-part series. If you are interested, it's first come, first serve, and I really feel it's going to go fast. Uh, just to let you know is that um, my clients have a, a lot of properties. So if this goes, there might be a potential that another client of mine might have something similar. Because I do have a lot of clients. I don't, you know, my clients, uh, especially when they're buying in high volume, they were more my clients in the past. Most majority of them are already occupied by Thai occupants. But the new clients that I've had more recently, when they have multiple properties, they keep them empty. They don't want them renting. But time and time again, I do have clients that may have openings. But this fits right in line. It's funny because when he's listened to my episode, uh, which he's an avid fan, so you know who you are, uh, he, he, he and his wife are amazing. They're, they're like our favorite aunt and uncle. We enjoy so much time with them. They're just a lovely couple. And these properties are in prime locations in exactly the areas that I've been talking about in episode one and episode two. So Bangkok, two-bedroom condo, killer view, and then grouped in with a large studio that's fully furnished right across the street from the beach, folks. I didn't even say that. It's right across the street from the beach. And it's located in a part of Jom Tien that there is a brand new project that just completed by the city of Pattaya Jom Tien, which is called the Beach Rejuvenification. God, say that fast 10 times, project, where they completely trucked in sand, concrete, sand, and all that stones and stuff, and built a whole new beach. This building is in front of that, in front of this whole new beach. After this project was completed about a year ago, it became one of the top places for local ties where local ties in Chomperi were kind of going to Pattaya, but now they're all going to Jom Tien because it's a brand new, gorgeous, huge, wide, and long beach. So it's right, that's right in front of you, within steps. And this unit, if I recall, has a slight ocean view, I think. Um, but I remember, because he sent me some pictures, um, which brought back some memories, uh, the the condo in the city has a killer, killer view of the city. Gorgeous view 
of the city. So you're going to be in two of the prime locations for expats. You're going to be smack right in the center of where I've always believed are the best places to live. So if you can't make it work, then you just saved yourself $400,000 to $500,000. Wouldn't it be better to spend less than $12,000 a year and give a trial retirement to see if this is actually going to work for you instead of dropping four dollars to $500,000 on two condos? But for the majority of you, it is going to work. In fact, I would, I would guess that in less than a year, you're going to be like, I don't need a year to make my mind. I'm ready to move here. I'm ready to buy. How did I know? I knew because someone like me with 20 years experience of traveling the world and doing what I do best, which is finding great places to live for expats, you know, especially with a focus in Latin America, with all the trial and error, the hits and misses in Latin America and Europe, when I first, because I knew exactly what to look for. I know, so I say this many times, folks, I am not some weird, eccentric guy that has all these special needs. You ever meet people like that? You kind of meet people like that that are very wealthy. That is weird, eccentric like needs. Like, I only eat green M&Ms. What the fuck? So, <laughs> sorry to say that, but it's just weird. I'm not one of those people. What I like, 80 to 90% of you like too. I can assure you of that. I have the same taste of 80 to 90% of you listening to this, of the public that's looking to live in Thailand. So, it's nothing new. So, when I set foot in Thailand, I almost, when I, my first week in Bangkok, it checked off everything on my list that was missing from Costa Rica. Checked off everything in my list that was missing from Cayman Islands, Belize, Panama, Colombia, Nicaragua, Spain, Italy, Greece, France, Philippines, Vietnam, Singapore. Yeah, all these countries. These are all the countries. Fiji, another one. Uh, Aruba, uh, Caribbean. So I've been to all these places searching not just for myself but also for clients. So I knew exactly what was going to make me happy. And just in the first week, and I'm not saying that any of you would feel like this because when you come to this country, you're kind of naive, you kind of don't know what to expect, but I knew what to expect. That first week, I told myself, this is my future home. Here I am, almost 12 years. Still here, still loving it. This is the most amazing country. The people here are sweet as pie. You know, if you spend time in Pattaya and in, in Phuket, you're like, people there suck. 
Don't let the rudeness reflect a breast of Thailand. Thai people are sweet and humble, compassionate. The food is world-class. And God, if you don't like spicy Thai food, who gives a shit? There's so many other things to eat. There is a shitload of different cuisines. My wife and I, my wife is a huge chocolate fanatic. And it's crazy. She's still like rail thin. And she can just eat. I'm like, God, it's like, aren't you afraid for diabetes? She's like, nah, it doesn't run my family. I'm okay. I'm like, okay. But she's a chocolate fanatic. She loves chocolate. So we go back to the States. What do we do? We're buying, you know, all sorts of different uh, chocolates to bring back here. So we went to this place because uh, we wanted to change. We wanted some Western cuisine. And there is a place that... There's one in Bangkok, there's also one in Hua Hin, and we do recommend it. It's, it's a great dining atmosphere. It's called The Chocolate Factory. And The Chocolate Factory in Hua Hin that we went to is close to the center of town, it's close to Market Square Market Village. And not just the fact they do have killer freaking chocolate. Uh, it's like the same type of chocolate of the Japanese company called Royce. They make some of the ex most expensive and best chocolates. You can really only get them out here. Uh, or in Asian, uh, Asian countries and major department stores. Royce chocolate is to die for. And normally one Royce chocolate, which is kind of like just a little, maybe like one inch by half inch square, is like two bucks a piece. So at uh, Chocolate Factory, they make something similar to that. And they're about a buck a piece. But they have all sorts of different chocolates. So I want to save that for last. So we went there because of their Western food. And I got uh, the Smoker's uh, Chef Special, which consists of pork smoked ribs, smoked duck breast, smoked uh, quarter chicken leg, and, and smoked, what was it, uh, pork neck. If pork neck sounds weird to you, imagine pork belly. You've all had pork belly, but not as fatty. The, the fat is kind of ingrained inside the flesh. Of the pork neck and it's just it's one of the best pieces of pork you can ever have and this and this this little smorgasbord had some mashed potatoes and gravy some red sauerkraut and some mustard oh soap oh and some sausage too amazing loved it my wife got um, if you're not familiar with it it's called wafu wafu cuisine i think it's called wafu and what it is, is, is many, many decades ago, the Japanese basically took Italian food and made it their own. You know, you will find that obviously Italian food is one of the top cuisines for Westerners, especially Americans. It's Italian food, Mexican food, and pizza. It's like your, and burgers, it's like your four favorite things to eat. Well, a lot of Asians don't really care much for Italian food because they find it to be bland because Asians with the exception of countries like Japan, loves things really spicy. So what the Japanese did was they basically created their own versions of pasta, but they punched it up a bit. And I kid you not, waffle cuisine is the best Asian Italian food ever. Imagine a seafood pasta. So a typical seafood pasta 
at an Italian restaurant is going to be pasta that's cooked in butter. Maybe they'll have a little bit of pesto in it, lots of garlic, and then throw in some seafood. That's it. So how they change it up a little is they're going to add more spices to punch up the heat. They may even add some fish sauce. That may sound gross, but it's not to punch it up a bit. The fish sauce gives it that unami kind of flavor to it. Or uh, one of the best, one of my friends that used to own restaurants, he was here in Bangkok and we went to this place. It was just an outdoor vendor, folks. It was actually in Prakanon. It was in Prakanon. We were there, one of the outdoor vendors, and ordered a um, just spaghetti carbonara. You know, like 200 baht, which is six bucks, which is kind of on the high side. But we're like, you know what? Yeah, it's like, I see them rolling noodles. It's crazy. It's like right in front of like this, this, uh, this little vendor, you see this guy like, like rolling pasta, making home people like, yeah, let's try it. Fucking six bucks. I mean, geez, something like that back home would be like, the steaks be like 30. So we ordered it. And he was like, holy shit. This is the best carbonara I've ever had. I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm not a big Italian food person. I'm like, yeah, it just tastes like any other carbonara, except it's a little more spicy. He's like, no, that's not just it. Not just the fact that they added spices, you can taste a little of maybe the fish sauce that they put in there. And again, it may sound weird, but it's not, folks. They still use the little pieces, you know, the um, pork belly or the ham uh, that's normally in carbonara. But there's more, little more spices that this vendor put into it that punched it up. They made a Plano spaghetti carbonara, give it a Thai Asian flair to it, and made it into this wonderful dish, which he said was one of the best or the best spaghetti carbonara he's ever had. So there you have it, folks. There are just so many different ways to perceive retirement. There are so many different strategies to put this in place. But for those of you that are kind of in the fence, this one-year trial is the best means to go. And if you have any questions, if you're interested in my friend's condo, the package they put together, please email me. Just type up my name, Will Roadhouse. You'll see my contact information somewhere in Google. But it's W, or should I say it's Will, W-I-L-L, at the number one compass.net. Send me an email. And on the body heading, please type in trial retirement. I get a lot of spam folks and my spam filters are strong. So uh, please, uh, if you type something that says trial retirement or listen to your podcast or, uh, you know, condos from rent uh, from your podcast, I'll have an idea. So what I'll do is, uh, is I'll ask you a few questions and then once I get your response, if I feel it's a good, if it's a good match, I will connect my friends to you. And then there you can work out the details, fill the lease agreement, make the payments and so forth. That's not something that we do folks. Just want to let you know that is not our business. We are not property managers. Uh, got out of that business a while back and we 
don't focus on this price point. And my clients, even if someone like yourself says, hey, Will, do you have, I'm going to rent a home for $3 million. That's a $3 million home on the beach. You, I'm sorry, you just have to go somewhere. We, we just don't do that. And none of my clients that own these type of properties want them rented out. If they're not there, it just stays empty and they have it cleaned either once a week or every single month. So that is it, folks. I hope you enjoyed this three-part series. Thank you again for taking this journey with me. And I really hope that you learned something and I hope that I have saved you not just a lot of time and frustration, but I hope I saved you a lot of money because being an expat sounds wonderful. Living in an international country, wow, that sounds great. Like being James Bond. But it's not all great if you don't do it right, if you don't make the right choices. And these podcasts, these episodes, basic reflect of over 20 years of experience to help you make those right choices and help you make your life here in Thailand the absolute best. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope to see you soon.